everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 514. We are that podcast talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ranma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. I am Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigogami. And it feels good to have the whole gang back together again. Yep. Doesn't that feel good? Don't you just want to hug yourself? Okay, I realize yeah. I realize none of you are all buying it, so we're just going to move right along. So, how is everybody doing tonight? I see we've got some new emotes in the chat. Yeah, I see some uh, Buddy Christ and some Taco Tuesdays. I can go for a taco. Mm. Yeah, I I might have had to I might have had to subscribe to Jason Muse just for his his uh Gotcha. Yeah. I see nothing I see nothing wrong with that. Naga Naga Nooch. I I see nothing wrong with that. <laughs> oh man, I love you guys. I love you guys. <laughs> Okay, we are live tonight, week of September 7th, 2021, right here on Twitch TV. We are here live Tuesdays from 9.30 to 11 Eastern Daylight Time. Uh, you can follow us here at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session, where you'll find um, a couple of prior week's episodes on here as well. And we're also part of the Voice of Geeks Network, located at vognetwork.com. And they also stream here on Twitch. You can find them at Twitch TV slash vognetwork, kicking things off. On Sundays with the Bobby Blackwolf Show starting at 8, followed by Orange Lounge Radio at 9. And big props, Ichigo, with, with, the, with the band hammer on the ready. I'm glad somebody's there. Is that a there. bot? Yeah, I just ran a script that banned like over 400,000 bots. Took over 12 hours, so... Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, the, the, the hate raids are real, y'all. I banned mm. over 450,000 bots and blocked 30,000 plus, so it's uh, it's a lot of work, guys. <laughs> I believe it. So, it, 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 it's crazy. So, anywho, kicking things off, let's talk about how everyone's weekend day was. So, Ari, how was your week, how was your day, and welcome back, my friend. Thanks. Um... Well, it was really boring the past week. I mean, yeah, this like, yeah this past uh, well, last week this time I got my uh, tax free check from work, paycheck, which uh, mm -hmm. which I didn't mention because it was more important things to worry about. But I just have to be a lot more uh, discerning with my money since you know I'm not going to get paid the full amount for being on technically on disability at work. Stop beeping. Um, but it's still, I think, like 85% or something like that. Okay. Uh, uh, but there is good news about. That's good. When I, when I, uh, what do you call, like, earlier this morning, I, I got a, uh, I finally got the uh, clear, that uh, I finally got the all clear from medical at my, at, uh, my job to right. go back to work. So tomorrow morning I get I start back I start back on my normal job 
and you know that's uh that's good i i hate sitting around and doing nothing when i know i'm supposed to be at work if i'm on vacation or whatever yeah that that's fine don't don't ask me for shit no i i i i totally get that i just hate like not being able to do anything it it just makes like i know everyone was worried about me you know getting it getting better but it just makes me feel lazy in a you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I, I'm digging the new haircut. Hmm. I just... It's just hair. It'll grow. No, I, I like it. You kind of have a... that. You kind of have like a Benedict Cumberbatch thing going. I could, I could see you dressed as Doctor Strange just standing there with the smirk holding the, the, the coffee mug. Big Doctor Strange. Vibe. Yes. Very much, very much the, the, the floofy anime cloud hair bangs, you know, that's going yeah, on. You got like some Final Fantasy just, energy. No matter how much, how much I try and, like, streak it back with Joe or whatever, it just naturally parts like this. Mm. But it, I, I like it, though. Mm. I, I You should do, I think that should be your next cosplay. Casual Doctor Strange with the mug, you know? Eh, maybe. Mm. We'll see. All right, cool. Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Um, not horrible. <laughs> That's good. Uh, I basically um, slept all weekend, which mm. was absolutely amazing. Um, and yeah, I mean, that, that was it. I had, you know, three-day weekend last weekend. I had a three-day weekend this past weekend. I'm not looking forward to not having another day off until Thanksgiving, but, you know, yay. Mm. And as Bob Coffey says, sleep is good. Yeah, it was really nice to be able to, you know, catch up and really not have to deal with anything, not think about anything. Um, I may do that again this coming weekend. I haven't decided. Sounds like a plan. Ichigo, how was your week? How was your day? And how have you been? I totally forgot you went on vacation. I am so sorry. So, uh, for anybody who wasn't here last week, I went on a week vacation. And I needed a vacation from my vacation because Oof. much like Ari, I always feel like when I'm on vacation, I need to be doing stuff. And it always takes like the first week for you to train your brain to be like, nah, nah, babe, you can chill. It's fine. Yeah, um, I can, like, yeah, if I'm on vacation for work, I'm, I can be fine with just sitting around most of the day. But, you know, like, when I'm, when I'm like, even if I'm, like, legitimately, like, sick or anything like mm-hmm. that, it's that's when it starts getting bothersome. Yeah, yeah, because you feel like you can, you should try to be productive, but you really need to be resting. And, and your body keeps going, like, your brain's like, oh, I need to do stuff. And you're just like, no, no, I need to heal. <laughs> See, and, and, um, and I totally get that. It's like, when I was work, when you know, when I was, you know, when I'm normally working, and it's like, I go on vacation, and vacation is going to a con. I have the work phone with me, just in case I get a call or an email. And I'm just like, I would put, don't ask, like, I, I would put, uh, uh, you know, if I'm at work, I would put, like, I'm, like, 
I'm on vacation. Don't ask me for shit in the uh, auto response. See, I would no. I actually that's unprofessional. So. See, I have to. I, I generally put. I I'm out of I'm out of the office between here and here. If you need to get a hold of anything, contact my supervisors. And I look at it this way. Yeah, generic I, stuff. Yeah, I look at it this way. If if it's clients or customers, I'm not answering. If it's supervisors or managers, then yeah, I will answer. That way, I can clarify anything. Yeah, yeah, and like LaChocola is saying in the chat, vacation mode. Mm -hmm. But yes, so I took the week off. Um, I really wanted a little bit more time, but I know uh, I got to get back into work anyway. But I was able to get a chance to read a whole novel. Mm -hmm. uh, I got started on a watercolor, which I'll show you guys a little later. Um, it has not anywhere near finished, but I got back into watercolor, which is something that I used to do a lot more of. And um, I ended up getting a chance to make a few garments for myself. And I also uh, got a lot of pictures and video and all that fun stuff uh, while I was out. Um, there was a really cool private garden. Um, it was like the Elizabeth Garden. Mm -hmm. so it had been built for Queen Elizabeth. And it had a really cool statue. And it had a bunch of really pretty flowers and stuff. And a lot of fountains and statuary and things like that. And it was really, really cool. Um, so I got a bunch of videos, a bunch of photos to edit, all that kind of stuff to do. And uh, <laughs> I'm just seeing, like, the chaos in the chat right mm. now. Everybody's talking uh, about work-life balance and everything. Yeah, yeah. Work, honestly, um, I, I, what I was dealing with was actually, like, mentally detrimental burnout to the point where it was bad. Um, which now I'm finding out that I need to make sure that I'm making time for myself, um, away from work. Um, uh, I basically hadn't taken time away from work in the last two years that we've been in the panini, uh, relatively. <laughs> and, and it's because I don't just like wake up and work. I'm literally, I'm in my house, which is my work, but I am also the keeper of the house. Which means that even when I'm not at work, I'm at work. You know, I so you know what I can kind of picture. You know, you getting up, going downstairs, fixing breakfast. Your hubs comes down. You're having breakfast. You're you're, you're talking about life, whatever. Reading the newspaper. He goes off to work, and then I see you go off to your to your woman cave because I don't want to call it a man cave. You know, I see you going off into your cave. You call it a maho cave. All right, I into your um. You, it's your Maho cave, you know. Maho cave. And I just see you flip the sign that says, instead of close, it says open, and at the bottom, enter at your own risk. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, and that's the problem is that I literally didn't have a, I don't have a healthy work-life balance. And, and part You're of that is just... You're likely to catch a flying Look, look, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you this now, <laughs> and a couple of people in the chat can probably agree with me on this. When you're in IT, there is no such thing as a work-life balance. Yeah, yeah, because you're on call all the time. That's how it was for me, even in the textile industry. I was the person, I was the go-to person for the vendors. I was the go-to person for the companies, the, the manufacturers, for customers, and you were always on call. So I've never really learned a healthy work-life balance, and I know a lot of our chatters here. I appreciate you. You are appreciated. Please take care of yourself. Please make sure that you do not have the work-life balance of Ichigo, because it is very unhealthy. <laughs> yes, and if... But, and if anybody's having an adult beverage right now, please have a second shot for Ichigo here. She deserves <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, so I, I'm learning that I need to take 
time away sometimes and that my my company, my berry bunch is very sweet and wholesome and they welcome me back with warm and big mental hug arms and I just really appreciate that. So thank you for anybody in the berry bunch who did show up for stream today. It was such a warm and wholesome welcome back and I'm so happy that um, we were able to return on such a strong note. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for that. I really appreciate you guys. Oh yes, definitely. Because we love you, Ichigo. Know that. Know it to be true. Alright. So, my weekend day has been the same as it's always been. Except that, what's interesting is, if you live in New York, uh, if you go onto the Department of Labor's website, you can connect to a site called Coursera, where you, they do all of these courses. Some of you may have heard of it through your normal jobs. But what it is, there's a bunch of free courses in there from everything. So I went looking through it a while back, and there is this Google IT certification. I'm like, I I can do this shit in my sleep, okay? <laughs> so I decided to sit down and do it. I open it up, and it says, "Welcome to basically the day one of the next of your six week course." I'm just like, oh, they don't know me very well. So there I am, slogging through this course. It's like, whatever, whatever, whatever. Here comes the quiz. Okay, this, this, this. Hit uh, submit, 100%. Okay, let's move on, you know. I do the test, da, 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 da. final score on the test, 93. Whatever, let's keep it going. So basically, I knocked out a six-week course in about two days because I was just taking my time with this. And I'm like, I'm done. But then I realized there are four more courses, and I have been working on them since last week, and it's just, oh, they're asking me all this asinine questions and teaching me stuff that I don't know anymore because you don't need to know this stuff in IT because a lot of what they teach about the bare-bones stuff, you'll never have to touch. It's always third-party software, or there are administrators that are like, yeah, you don't mess with that. So it's fine, whatever. As of right now, I, I think I am on course four, and I am hoping to have both courses done by Thursday so I can update my resume, update my LinkedIn, and just go with the gusto because, you know, job's a job, and I'm getting kind of tired of sitting around here because all I do is sit around, hang out with y'all, uh, yes, this is water, uh, video game, and go to the gym. And by the way, uh, I've been going to the gym for about a month now. I have a physical trainer, and Thursdays, it hurts. It truly hurts. I find myself sitting there like there are parts of my body that hurt, and I just need to store energy so I can get up and change and walk home. And I only live five blocks from the, um, from the gym. And to answer Kenny Darrell's question, they've changed the A-plus certification to more along the lines of uh, desktop support type. I've seen some of the questions. It's still a little finicky, but it might just be worth doing just to say you got it. So that's it, and that's that. Also, the La Chocola says, yes, but learning is fun. That is true. Learning about something that you really enjoy is fun learning about something that that pierces your skull and it's like it's not fun but yeah it's sort of like i say with work sometimes you'll get that job where it's like you love it so much it doesn't feel like work 
right? Uh, God dang it. I might have to, um, I might have to, I may have to redo my, um, my tablet here because it has decided not to reload the page. So I'm like, will you get, will you get on with it already? Uh, come on. All right. There we go. Advance to next. There we go. All right, so we got some housekeeping notes here. Uh, don't forget, every episode of Anime Jam Session is available on YouTube uh, starting at Thursdays at 12 noon. Um, you can find it at youtube.com slash anime jam session. Click on the playlist, uh, AJS, um, no, podcast VODs, and you'll find the episodes there. And don't forget to show some support for the VOG Network at their pro shop at vognetwork.com slash shop. We don't have a shirt up there yet. I just keep forgetting to submit something so that they can uh, post a shirt for us. So we will also have our own shop soon. It's just, I just got to actually remember to get around to doing it. <laughs> I have plenty of ideas for you, too. Uh, I, I know you do. I know you do. Hold on. Alright, so we got that out of the way. Uh, don't forget there are two Ronmas in the chat room. There's me and 421, so... <laughs> okay, let's see. What else do we have here? Um, upcoming conventions. Uh, here are the list of conventions that we are planning going into 2022. Just understand, we may change this list at any given time based on COVID restrictions, how the staff feels and other things, etc. and so forth. Um, AAC, October 22nd to the 24th. Uh, DerpyCon, October 29th to the 31st. The Unconvention, November 12th to the 14th. Anime NYC, November 19th to the 21st. ZenkaiCon, March 25th to the 27th, 2022. And no Comic Con because that con is too crowded and someone bumps into my camera, I'm throwing hands. Even though there may be a capacity, I don't care. <laughs> All right. I don't blame you. Oh, tsh, yeah. Next up is Geek Roundtable. This is the part of the show where we talk about... Uh, so our geekier aspects of our weeks and cool stuff. So what have you been up to Ari? Um, I just, uh, honestly, I just been, you know, watching stuff on YouTube. I've watched like the secret base, uh, seven part store feature on the uh, Atlanta Falcons mm -hmm. and, uh, <laughs> their disasters. Also, the only thing, one thing I want to show up is, uh, is this thing is a little, it's a little hand. Or oh, I've seen those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought I could, like, you know, ha when I set out all along here, just, you know, have it on me just so I could, you know, brush it when it, when it was, like, getting tangled or whatever. But, honestly, it works a lot better now. I mean, it's like... These things came in a six-pack of them. I still have five I haven't used. Mm. But, yeah, I know that's lame, but I haven't been doing a whole lot. Sorry. It's all good in the hood. Alright, Mako-chan. Is this a chibi Gojira we see here? Yes. Alright. 
So, um, while out at Mitsua uh, last weekend, we went into a store, and not only did I get socks, because yay, socks, um, but I also found little blind bags for Godzilla, and for those of you that don't know, I am a fan of Godzilla. Um, And then the fact that one of the quote-unquote mystery characters is uh, Mothra, Mm -hmm. and Mothra is my favorite. Um, But I ended up with the 1984 version of Godzilla, Um, and it's a little keychain, and he's fucking adorable. And yeah, so I have a little mini Godzilla now. That's precious. It's adorable, and I kind of want the whole set, but I really want Mothra. (laughs) Mm. And I can't even, like, I can't even feel through the bag because this one, like, they have the little cardboard in there now. Yeah. Um, But it's only on, you know, three sides, so one side you could still feel through. Mm -hmm. But because there is another moth-type creature in here... I can't even feel for the wings and hope that I get Mothra because it might be Batra. Ah. And I would be very upset because I would want Mothra. I re- See, that reminds me, like, I used to hang out with a, a bunch of cosplayers and we would go to uh, Mitsua, not Mitsua, uh, Kinokuniya, back during when it was all about love life. So they would buy a bunch of blind bags and they would feel the bags and be like, oh, this is Nozomi. Oh, this is Ellie. Oh, this is Maki. And I'm just looking at them like... They're feeling up those bags a little too much. No, it's not. It's more like, how do you... Open it up, and they were correct. You know? I think that's part of the reason why they put that... I actually was able to do that with the My Little Pony blind bags. Yeah. Yeah, I... They didn't have anything around them, Mm -hmm. and you could tell by the hair... And, you know, whether it had a horn or not, whether it had wings or not. So you could get a decent idea of what you were going to open just by feeling through the bag. Mm-hmm. And that's when they started getting smart and putting the cardboard in there. And the La Chocola says, I do the same with the Sailor Moon ones, to be honest. Yeah. Yes, and as you can see, we're all we're all hydrating the heck out of each other. And Chaos Yumi's like, "Damn, I'm gonna need some water. If y'all gonna keep hydrating, remember, water is good for you. It keeps you healthy." <laughs> we're gonna get in that in a bit. So, Ichigo, what you got for a geek roundtable? I'm sorry, I'm over here. I'm, I'm over here being bad. I'm um, God. I'm, I'm, I'm shooting water shots at people, man. You know, that's just how it goes. Okay. Anyway. Um, yeah, so uh, I was gone. <laughs> I was gone. And while I was gone, I both started on a uh, watercolor. I read a novel and all this other stuff. But the watercolor that I began, I, I show with you. The magical thing, uh, I'm going to okay. transform it and make it take up my whole screen as much as possible. Ooh. And good job, Rebel Woodhap. Oh my gosh, what is, it is like so out of focus. 
I don't know why it's out of focus. I am sorry. Oh, because it's blurred. Because Skype. Let me see if I can fix this. Okay. Ah, it's so broken. Anyway. Um, it probably thinks it's a background, so that's probably it why it's blurred. It's a background. Yep. <laughs> uh, so I started on this, and it turned out pretty good. Uh, I'll share it in the Discord or something. Um, it looks like it's it's being censored for inappropriateness. <laughs> Um, these planets look like dicks. No, I'm kidding. Um, so, I yeah, it, uh, it's censored because that's to give you mysteriousness and mystique. It'll be in the Discord, uh, which you should definitely join the Vogue Discord and come and chat in the Anime Jam Session chat channel. Selfless plug. Selfless plug. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I started on that watercolor, and I also started on this meme lord character that is probably going to still blur. It is. Can you guess that Pokemon? <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if I can un unblur and I'll I'll show you guys. If anything, you can just yeah. send me the pictures and I can just post them. There we go. There we oh, go. there you go. That's nice. Um, yes. So this is the costume that um, I worked on today on stream. Um, and if you guys nice. want to see any of that stuff, here's the here's the painting. There we go. We can have both of them up right now. Mm. Um, but there's the painting. And there's the costume that I'm working on. So if you guys are interested in cosplay or anything like that, the, that's the project I'm working on. And uh, we'll be working on that on Thursday. But, uh, yeah, watercolor and cosplay galore. And that's been my nerdy nerdiness that's been going on. All right. So, as you all know, most of my uh, Geek Roundtables, me talking about the many uh, figurines I have bought from Otaku Mode because they're cheap. So, a while back, there was, I got an email from them about the Q Posket e e uh, Eternal figures. And I saw one for Venus and one for Moon, or there were two for Venus. And I was like, nah, they're asking a little bit too much. I I'll pass on that one. Whatever. So, I go about my day. About, I think about three weeks ago, I get a message from Ichigo about these Venus figurines at Hot Topic, and I go and I click on it, and it's the same Venus ones that Otaku Mode had. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, you know... Are they cheaper? No, no, no. And I'll get into that in just a bit. I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'll buy it. So I went ahead, bought it, had it shipped to store since it was free shipping there. And I went ahead and I picked it up. And what I didn't realize is how big this figurine is. Now, I expected the Q Posket figurines to be, like, small, like the ones I normally have. But this is huge. And I'm just like, wow. That's why I showed her to you, because she cute and she large. She thick me. Yeah. Um... Because I have a Maleficent and I have female type Ranma. Mm -hmm. There were a few other Cuposkets I wanted I, you know, because the, they're so pretty. The girl but. type Ranma ones been sitting in my Amazon in uh, cart for God knows how long. And I'm like, I really need to pull the trigger on that. So I played so many crane games in Japan, and the Cuposkets are really hard to get because they're yeah. very, very heavy. So you're usually going to put a lot of money into the machines. 
but there are so many secondhand shops in mm-hmm. Japan to buy crane game prizes, like legitimately buy them. Mm-hmm. And I think I ended up getting the, I think I paid $11 for the girl type Ranma. And I think I paid, um, it was either nine or $15 for this. And it was special Maleficent. So it had like the gold coloring of her scepter or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it was like a special, but it was really, really like cool. And it was fun to play the crane games, but it was nice to know that I could still get the ones I wanted. <laughs> But yeah, I was surprised that Hot Topic had Cupos kits at all. But I guess I shouldn't be. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, here it is. I have to assemble it. Yeah, the, the inside of that thing is like two-thirds cardboard. She's sort of like Mammy Tomoe from uh, Madoka. She kind of lost her head. But um. Sh- but um. Yeah. I will. I'm going to assemble this later. And then I have to find a space for her in the in my official Sailor Venus shrine because I basically have no more space left. <laughs> and I have another Venus figurine behind me that I talked about a couple of weeks ago that I need to put out there. <laughs> Good lord! Let's go into the chat room here real quick. Um. Cherry Blossom's like, you and Minako, I swear. This coming from the diehard Utena fangirl, you shouldn't talk. <laughs> so. Mm. And, I've st- and I've stopped playing the Ascent for a while because I'm stuck in one area, so. I started playing this other game from Devolver Digital late last night. It's kind of fun, but yeah. But let's go ahead and get into our show for tonight, which is probably half the reason why y'all are here. Yeah, I was gonna say, and I and I appreciate that. So you know, I, I I think I need to get the music ready. So if it'll, all right, come on. Three, two, one, let's jam. <laughs> All right, you, you, you cowboy bebop meme lords and meme ladies and meme non-binaries like myself. All right, I am ready to jam. Let's go. I hope that you are too. The live action cowboy bebop series. Wait, no. Go. Oh wait, what? We're going over the convention first. No, I wanted the no. I wanted. To. You'll get your chance. You'll get your chance. <laughs> my but... bebop, my, my bebop energy is very high. I'm very excited. <laughs> And I don't blame you, but we're going to talk about the PoochieCon 2021 COVID fallout. And if you were here last week, me and Mako, we talked about the con and how it's just... Long story short, it's not really worth your money going. Even with friends, it's it's not. It's not worth it. Now, I'm sitting here at my desk in a group chat... So one of my friends, uh, a cosplay friend of mine, pings me with a screenshot of somebody's Instagram that they have to go, they were at PoochieCon and have to go get tested for COVID. And I'm just like, son of a bitch. So I message Mako because she was with me. I message another friend who, who, was, hang, who was hanging out with us on Sunday because I'm like, cover all bases i'm just like oh and i will tell you from thursday 
to Saturday, my anxiety was through the roof. I was just like, because I've had I, I've had friends who have suffered through COVID. I have had friends who've had friends who have died from COVID. I understand how lost family members to COVID. That too. And I understand how deadly this new variant is, so I'm just like, I really don't need this right now. It's just, oh god, you know. Why? So, I go out, and I, and I get tested. Thankfully, negative across the board. Everybody I told came back negative. So, the first thing I did upon, you know, this information... I contact one of my friends who was a convention guest and I told him to I told them to get tested they had no clue this was going on no clue so there I am I'm, I'm just mad about this happening because the con itself didn't even uh, they didn't even properly deal with the situation at hand here. They were like, oh, somebody uh, may have tested positive. You might want to go get tested. And I'm just like, really? You couldn't send an email? You couldn't do that? They couldn't send an email to anybody about what was going on. What they did was they posted on their Instagram. Then they posted on their Facebook page. Somebody saw it on the Facebook page and posted it to the Facebook group. You would think there would have been more people upset about this, but there wasn't. And they basically said, somebody uh, tested positive, so you want to go get tested. Saturday, they post an update saying, uh, good news, that person has has not tested positive for neg as it's po not positive they were negative they got their full test you should get po tested and all this and all of that and the person that's making these posts they're just like oh they're just all happy and cheery about this i'm like how the hell can you be so cheery about something like this now as somebody who runs an organization, as you can see, who has worked with conventions in the past and businesses, if I was running a convention and somebody told me that they may have tested positive for COVID, first thing I would have done was sent an email to staffers, congoers, and guests telling them that somebody may or may not have been tested positive for COVID. We are advising everybody to go get tested so on and so forth. I would have that it would have been a lot more professional than that. We will let you know if that person comes up positive or negative. We will give you the full results within 2 days after, you know, the we'll let you know the quick and the full test. And I would have done it just like that, you know. Now, as you can see, everybody on this show can validate. I, I my, my stress levels was kind of through the roof. My anxiety went through the roof, and I'm just, I'm, I'm just done with the convention. It's bad enough that you know, three years ago, 
we have an article about PoochieCon about them mocking uh, cosplayers. And what was really sad was there were con goers defending the convention on that, falling along the First Amendment rights, which is true. But when you are represent, when you are a convention there, and you running a convention fan page, there are some things you can and cannot post. Like posting also, when a, you're using your freedom of speech to disparage and bring other people down. Right. They have the right to use their freedom of speech to tell you to fuck off. Exactly. Posting a meme about a Frieza cosplayer that says manga, manga, anime adaptation, Netflix adaptation. You know, mind you, this Frieza cosplayer. It wasn't the best cosplay in the world, but this person tried. I would never put that in a meme like that. If I was running a no, I would never. Y'all would never see anything like that coming off of our fan page unless it's one of us mocking mocking the meme or ourselves. And even by that, it would be in the post, you know, it's us, we're joking around, you know, whatever. So, let's get, let's get back to the matter at hand here. So, I go on... Now, I wanted to just explode on their Facebook page about this, but I know it's just... It wouldn't make no sense to. So I went to Twitter. So I straight up said, you know, real talk, let's give Poochie Anime Con a round of applause. The first convention during the pandemic to have a COVID case because of their lax rules. Just because New Jersey is being lax, that does not mean the event itself has to be. For fuck's sakes, people. And one of my uh, friends on Twitter commented, you know, and I followed up with, did I mention that they didn't contact any staffers, guests, or congoers? We found out through Instagram and Facebook and so forth. So, the con actually said, you know, right after, a like, couple of hours after that went up, that they sent an email out as soon as they got word, and they're happy that you saw it. And they said that they actually emailed. Okay, so here's the thing. I actually have the email in my inbox. I I really I really should I really should show show it to all of y'all to see this because it, it's the most uh, unprofessional email that I have ever seen in my life. Is this oh, the Saturday tell. email? Yes. Yes, it's the Saturday email. You know what? I, I'm 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 going to. I I I I'm go I'm go I'm going to I'm 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 you going to post it. I will start reading it. How's that? Say what? I said you post it. I will start reading it. Please, yeah, yeah. I will let you know when it when it when I post it. So okay, so mm -hmm. this is the Saturday email that uh, we received. Um, subject is COVID test retake result negative. Hi all. Sorry for all the emails, but I want you in the loop. The person who got a rapid PCR test had a false positive. The PCR he took yesterday now shows that he is negative. We are all about full transparency and honesty. Bullshit. As <clears throat> mentioned prior, there were no mask mandates in Showboat or New Jersey as a whole. Um, also bullshit. Uh, Fort Lee masks were mandated, but in Showboat we could not legally mandate it as those that are not a part of the con would not adhere to the same mandate as regular Showboat guests Atlantic City, as well as Showboat itself. Again, bullshit. Surprisingly enough, AC has been very low with COVID rates as well. Doesn't fucking matter. 
Since day one, we heavily advised on wearing a mask, wear, being socially distant, again, wear, temperature checks, uh, yeah, when you first signed in, and disinfecting. Bullshit. The maid cafe was constantly disinfected between seatings, and we advised staff to do the same between panels, which they didn't do. We will make sure all staff adhere to this firmly at future cons if there is still a pandemic. Uh, or if there's still a convention. Yeah. We also gave incentives to those who were vaccinated. Um, they never asked for a vaccination card, so what incentive is that? We advise all to please get vaccinated, get boosters if necessary, and stay safe and take care of one another. Appreciate you all. Best regards, Jen. Um, fuck the what? I just have one thing to follow up with that. Why are you always lying? <laughs> that's all I gotta say. That, that's the first thing. That's that's the song that came to my head while you were reading because this is such bullshit. So first things first. New Jersey doesn't have a mandatory mask mandate. However, it is and has been said by the governor, it is strongly advised that anybody without a vaccination wear their mask. Those people are still supposed to be wearing their masks. It's also strongly advised because the numbers are going up that those that are vaccinated wear their masks. No, he has not actually come out and said, okay, masks need to be worn constantly now. He's leaving it up to everybody to make themselves safe, mainly because he's looking to be reelected in November. And if he starts this, he's not going to be reelected if he forces everybody to start wearing masks again. That's one. Two, just because the hotel doesn't have a mask mandate does not mean that the areas that the convention is in that you are supposed to be because they didn't do it that you are supposed to be checked to make sure that you have a badge there's nothing in there there's nothing saying that because they're a private organization that you can't wear a mask that's them pushing off the blame of anybody else getting covid because there's no mask mandate it's not our fault bullshit one, you weren't mandating masks even in private areas. Two, you were not mandating people stay within, you know, outside of six feet, including the guests that you have where people were allowed to be right up on top of them. Three, your little bullshit about people going in and disinfecting. Um, maybe it happened in the maid cafe because, you know, it's a maid cafe and there's drinks or food or whatever. That did not happen in the rest of the convention area because I sat through the um, the the voice actor panel that went right into the masquerade and not one person came around to clean. Three, in that panel room that supposedly somebody was checking to make sure that only convention goers went into, there was absolutely no sectioned off chairs to make sure that people were sitting away from each other. The chairs were right on top of each other as if there was no issue and nobody was saying anything when anybody walked in about please keep, you know, a space between you and the, you know, the, the next group. Nothing was said. So I want to say that every part of that, you know, piece in her email was absolute bullshit. The fact that not even the staffers were, were, uh, were wearing masks 
granted you couldn't uh, you couldn't figure out that they were staffers anyway because nobody was wearing a staff shirt or anything having to say hey guess what i'm with the convention so that entire email reads as if she's passing the blame on to somebody else because we're following the laws but but that still leaves you open for liability if something should happen now i also noticed that half the guests were only wearing masks the only guests that were wearing masks were the voice actors and the voice actresses Everybody else that were like panelists and so forth. Nope, we're not wearing masks. So I'm just like, yeah, because if the voice actors get sick, they're out of work for however long they're sick. Exactly. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure they really appreciated some some unmasked, unwashed, you know, masses just piling onto them in this kind of scenario. You know, that's so, the first thing I thought of. Like, you guys, you guys have a reputation of being unwashed as it is. I don't know. These, spreading literal diseases. See, and the funny thing is, whoever is running the Twitter account, I don't want to say it was uh, Miss Jennifer Perez, but if it is, you know, shame on you. One of the last tweets that she tweeted to me before she blocked me on my personal and the AJS Twitter accounts was, we sent the email as soon as we heard from the guests, happy you saw it, have a sunny day. The only reason why, probably because I contacted the guest who was a friend of mine, told them what was going on, and them or their company that they, that's part of the, that, that they work for reached out to you about handling this. Because in your initial um, tweet, post, whatever, you said it was a con-goer, not a con-guest. There is a difference. So I'm just saying, and all I kept saying was, do better. That's all I am asking. Do better. How hard is it to have somebody double check your emails, make sure the information is sent properly, you know? That's all it is, you know? And I just find it funny, you know, even though the whole situation is done, they block us on Twitter. And it it doesn't matter. I it's not like we're going to come back to the to your convention again. We have we have no desire to, not after how this was handled, not even how we go to cons, and if it, we don't like it, we'll come, we'll go back to it in a few years, see if things have changed. Not even doing that with this. No. If this is how you handle, this is how you run your conventions, God forbid how you run your maid cafe. And as it was said to me, uh, Mako, you remember um, KatoriCon? Yes. It seems that Jennifer was trying to run an after party for uh, f- for that convention a couple of years back. The loca- I don't remember where the lo- I don't know where the location was, but it was basically two hours away from the convention. Oh my god! If you travel two hours, no, I will not travel two hours for an after party. No, no, not even if twenty dollars is all I can, all you can drink. No, it's not worth it. Not worth the cash, the time, the gas. No, absolutely not. And between this. And from what other people that I know that have worked with her and have told me how sus and shisty she is, I wash my hands of the whole situation. And again, this falls back to how does in two months your uh, convention badges shoot up from $39 to $69, all right? That, that's really shisty. I can, exp- I can see it going up to $59, yeah, but no, $69, no, whatever. The only way I would ever step back into this convention if they were to ever get Romiko Takahashi 
or anybody that worked on Ranma one half. As if they could afford that. Right. Hell. That is a pretty big character yeah, angle. Yeah. Hell, I had to reach out to one of the guests via Twitter and tell them to get tested because I don't follow them on any other socials and I don't know them that well. And I hope that that person went and got tested. And Ronma421 says, this con sounds like a complete disorganized mess, basically. And GNR Brick one says, some cons have required makes, but not required Vax cars. Basically, like, cons are now requiring that. And if you noticed, uh, something happened at Dragon Con. Now there's conflicting stories about that. As it was originally reported, the person found out they had COVID, they tested positive, they packed up their stuff and left. And I'm hearing another story where the person was there the full time of the convention, knowing they had COVID and not caring. And now an another friend of mine, Luna Lady of Light Cosplay, told me there was a small convention out by where she is where someone tested positive for uh, for COVID. Uh, it's just. No, I, I think conventions came back too early. Thank you. Yep. Again, if yeah. if. Yeah. If it wasn't for going and hanging out with a friend, I never would have gone. Exactly. Um, I like I have no plans to go to any conventions this, you know, the rest of the year, which sucks because, you know, there are a lot of good conventions coming mm -hmm. up. Um, I the the only thing I have planned is, you know, Pokemon Go is actually redoing their um, their safaris that had to be canceled. Um, so I will be going to Philly the weekend of Halloween at some point. Um, but it's an outside event. So I don't have to be up against people. I mm -hmm. don't have to, you know, worry that somebody is going to be in the same room or something like that and have COVID. You know, I can be socially distanced outside and not have to worry about it. And then drink my ass off in a hotel later. And as Questbuster says, suddenly I mean, it's like the. When you get there, so because uh, that sounds like a fun time. <laughs> well, I I know um, me and uh, AJ are going. As so, uh, mm -hmm. as Questbuster yeah. says, suddenly it's like the liar scene from the Princess Bride had come in, pointing at that email. There you go. There there, there you go. And and the problem is now is that this con needs somebody that of, I don't I didn't mean to interrupt I'm just saying all this con needs is somebody that actually has an ounce of common sense then maybe when they run next year's event it'll be a little bit more smoother but we won't be there to judge it so I I, I think we're done because um, if we continue on the whole podcast yeah. will be about no. We're going to move yeah, on and talk about some that. cool stuff. No, Ichigo wanted to say something, and I want to oh. hear what she wanted okay. to say. Okay, all right, Ichigo, it's all you yours. Interrupted Sorry. Sorry. All right, Ichigo, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I was just going to say, uh, as reflected from a history of this particular person, unfortunately, I don't think much is going to change unless there's a change in leadership. And a lot of that is from personal experience, of, from seeing friends who've interacted with this person and just the overall lack of decency and professionalism that mm. the event has. Um, I just, I, I know that there's that issue with Dragon Con, but considering the storylines, we'll see how that goes. 
But also, Otakon, one of the biggest anime conventions occurred, and I have not yet heard anything about a COVID thing, and I know that they were pretty good at instituting their mask mandates and stuff. I just can't. Like, it, it, this is why I am not going anywhere until maybe KatsuCon, maybe ZenkaiCon 2022. And even then, that's only after I've gotten a booster shot, because my immunodepressed ass always gets con plague. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just no way I don't. Um, yeah, it, it's... Uh, yeah, Otakon did a really awesome thing. They actually got... Basically, it was a temperature taker that you had to walk through. And if you were... If you had a fever, you were not allowed to enter the area. They sat you down if you were in cosplay. They made you cool down. And if your fever didn't go down, you were tossed out. End of story. So, you know, they did a cool thing. Dragon Con as well. You were, you had to be in a mask. They didn't give two shits, you know, about any issues that you might have. You had to be masked to be walking around in their areas. Not necessarily out in the public, because that they can't mandate. But if you were in the hotels that they had for the weekend, if you were in a convention space, you had to be away from people. Um, I know some of the Gen Cons, when meeting people um, at their table to sign things, they had plexiglass with a little space at the bottom for you to send things through so that it could be signed and for them to send it back to you. And like that's, a bag teller almost. Right, yep. right. That's exactly what it was. And if you wanted a picture... The guest was behind the plexiglass. You were in front of the plexiglass, and that's how the picture was taken. And God forbid if your camera has a flash, it completely blurs, like, blurs right. out the guest. Mm-hmm. And then even the Mona Lisa is. <laughs> and then even for the actual meet and greets, there was plexiglass. You wanted a picture that was fine. And Dragon Con did this, and one of the Gen Cons did this. There was plexiglass between the person getting the picture and the guest so you didn't have to worry about a mask. You had to wear a mask the entire time going up in the line. You had to wear a mask until right before the picture and then you could take the mask off and that was, you know, and then put it back on once it was done. And that's how they did it. And that's how all of these small conventions need to look at these big conventions and go, okay, well, we need to do, I mean, yes, it's going to cost money, but we need to do something like this in order to keep everybody safe. And the smaller conventions that you see that will not be doing this, those are the conventions you need to look out for Mm -hmm. because they don't give a shit about you. They're not Mm -hmm. conventions, they're super spreader events. Let's be (laughs) honest. Well, no, it's it's those conventions that you know that Mm -hmm. the people that run it do not care about anything except your money. Yeah, if they don't have a sign that says wear your mask or they don't ask you actively to wear your mask or stay six feet away, it's not an event you want to go to. It's not an event you want to spend your hard-earned money at. And it's not an event that gives a shit. Um, Yeah. Let us not forget around this time last year, we talked about a couple of other conventions where if you wanted to go, you had to sign a waiver that made them not liable if you got... Yeah, that that. That that's didn't, that didn't that's work. That's suspicious on the other side of the spectrum. No, that that's that's called having a very bad. That's, have, that's called having a good lawyer working against you. 
And I'll, I'll, let me just drop it with with this one last comment here, and then we'll move on to our topics for tonight. Um, like I said, I was talking to one of my, to one of my exes, you know, about this whole situation, you know, and this is what she said to me: "You might as well get tested after every convention if that's the case. That's like going to a con and assuming nobody has an STD. Just saying." And I just like that's not for that's. God's honest. I think you know what? If I after when I go to a convention, I'm getting tested that Friday, the following Friday, that that whole incubation period. I'm like making sure, you know, I will go get tested that following Thursday or Friday. And now we got that out the way. Uh, let's let's jam, okay? Can 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 uh, we three two one let's jam now? Yes, yes you can. Out of our brains, please. Yes, you yes, can. Please. All right, for those uh, who are some Yoko Kano fans, aka some Cowboy Bebop stands, get ready because we about to to go. So, live action Cowboy Bebop is getting a comic series prequel novel, and uh, if you're excited for it, I'm excited too because uh, we were actually talking about the live action right before the show. So the series uh, of Cowboy Bebop, the making the Netflix series hardcover companion book, uh, will be coming in soon. The technology and entertainment news website Gizmodo reported on Friday that Titan Comics will publish a comic book series by writer Dan Waters, Lucifer, Homesick Pilots, and artist Lamar Mathurin, based on Netflix's live adaptation of Sunrise's Cowboy Bebop anime. The publisher will also publish a prequel novel titled Cowboy Bebop, A Syndicate Story, Red Planet Requiem by series staff writer Sean Cummings. The Cowboy Bebop comic book series will have four issues and will debut in December. The collection edition, the collected edition will ship as a trade paperback in May 2022, and Stanley Art Germ Lau, Astonishing X-Men and Captain Marvel, is creating the main cover art. Feature a never-before-seen story set in the Cowboy Bebop universe. The prequel novel will ship on November 23rd, so get your Thanksgiving money ready, and will center on a young, spike, and vicious. Additionally, a Cowboy Bebop making the Netflix series hardcover companion book will release on January 11th next year. Netflix's live-action adaptation of Cowboy Bebop's anime will premiere on November 19th, and the series stars John Cho as Spike Spiegel, Mustafa Shakir as Jet, Daniela Pineda as Faye, Alex Hassel as Vicious, and Alina Satine as Julia. Yoko Kano is reprising their compositional mastery mm. uh, in this series. And, uh, yeah, I'm I'm so excited. Me too. I I'll mention on Ed anywhere? An ad? Um, Ed. 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 Radical Ed. Ed. Unfortunately, the storyline is supposed to end before they meet up with Ed, so we won't be able to see that. But I know that they, I think, are going to be looking at adding another season in the future. I think since this is kind of the tester slash... Like, the, the first part, if mm -hmm. it goes well, I think they'll probably add on. But as far as I know, unfortunately, we will not get to see our lovely Ed Wong how, uh, Edward Wong Howe fellow to rescue the fifth and her lovely tomato. Um, I, I You know, it's like, you know, I figure with the live action, it's going, they're going to expand the stuff in the anime. So an anime episode is 22 minutes, which will translate to like 45 minutes live action. So... I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's sort of like what they did with Kakigurui. It's like each episode was almost an hour. They went into more detail than than anime. And again, you know, I understand people do not like Faye's new look. I'm 
kind of iffy, but at the same time, I embrace it because I knew going in there's going to be changes in the live action, and I kind of like how it's how it looks. So you know, I think it's going to work out. Never expect a one to one transliteration when it comes to live action. So you know, I was going to say uh, no person. While it is sometimes very rarely uh, like happening, no person has anime proportions. K K. I I could counter with um. There is what's there is an anime out there. Um, yeah. All right, fine. <laughs> we'll we'll talk about that off 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 camera. Okay. Now speaking of live, I have to say I actually like Faye's outfit Same. in the live action. Um, I'm not upset with it. One because it gives me an opportunity to cosplay as Faye um, without my ass hanging out, and two, <laughs> you you you. There's a very big difference between being able to cosplay and walk around in an outfit like that and having to actually do action scenes in an outfit like that. Um, so I, I don't think that it was a bad choice for them to actually give her pants. I, um, I appreciate the utility of her outfit in the series, and I appreciate the fact that while Faye herself does use her feminine guiles and wiles and all that other fun stuff to, to get her way in a lot of situations, it's not the pinnacle focus. Like, it, this series is is at a point, yes, it's fan service, obviously we want a Cowboy Bebop series, whatever, but it's not fan servicey in the way that anime can be. So I'm I'm excited to see how it goes, and I I enjoy the outfit. So that and and we'll move into our next topic. I've never seen Faye as like the sultry succubus. She's more been more like she's got great legs. She's a badass. She will she she will f you up. That's the way I saw her. She was just. Living day to day, you know, it was like, yeah, I got all of this. Okay, and, you know, she, I don't, she never let her sex appeal get the best of her. Unless they were scheming on something, but other than that, you know. But, um. Yeah, I mean, you have to remember that in the series, Faye had no memory from before she woke up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all she had and all she knew was that she looked good. And, you know, that's awesome. But, you know, at the same time, that doesn't translate very well to live action and actually having to do stunts and, mm -hmm. you know, run around and possibly having to fall and scrape your body while having to do all of that. Yeah. And, and in the I'm chapter... already looking forward to uh, what the live action versions of uh, Brain Scratch and Pierre Lafoe were going to be because those episodes are fucking creepy as hell. And as uh, Bob Coffey says, I think there needs to be a bit more yellow. I agreed. And, and now that we got that out of the way, let's transition over to another live action anime, you know, that's coming our way. Uh, One Piece. So Ari, what's going on with One Piece? Uh, they Netflix unveiled on Friday a photo of the first episode script for the Hollywood live action series adaptation of One Piece. And revealed the series logo intended the first episode title, Romance Dawn. It's the title of the, chap the first chapter of One Piece manga, as well as the name of Oda's one-shot 
that served as early versions of this current ongoing manga. Matt Owens and Steve Medea are credited for the first elf episode's teleplay. And the logo looks like you would expect a live-action One Piece logo to look. The skull with the straw hat is realistic and not cartoony. Uh, the E is still in... The, the second E in, is still an anchor. And, uh... Oh, wait, there's no silhouette of Luffy as uh, the eye. I, I, I like it. I, I, yeah, I kind of like it, yeah. Uh, Netflix will exclusively stream this series. The first season will have 10 episodes, and Oda will be executive producer. Uh, Tomorrow's Studio is a partnership between Mary Edelstein from Prison Break and Teen Wolf and ITV Studios is producing a live-action series. Owens from Luke Cage and Agent Seals, the show's writer. Medea and Becky Clemens are executive producers. So it's going and also said it's going to start with the uh, East Blue Arc and will quote unquote broaden from there. Sounds good. And who, uh, like, that kind of raises a flag because, you know, the manga celebrated its 1,000th chapter. Mm -hmm. And they're up to 100 compiled books. Well, let's be real. They're they're not going. No, no, let's be real. They are not going to be able to do every single episode. What I see happening is a lot of uh, a lot of time jumps happening. That's what I see. So time jumps, cutting out filler, hopefully, you're condensing arcs into like like condensing stories into like single episode things. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Which I wouldn't be uh, adverse to it, but the the shine for has really come off for uh, One Piece, I think. I know you're, uh, I know you, Rama, are not particularly fond of it. I'm at the point where it doesn't matter. There's enough people out there that, that, that dog uh, One Piece, so it, it's fine. I, I have people that I know that are fr- that love the show, so if I bust on them about how tr- about it being trash, they know I mean it in pure jest. But when they kind of pull out the shotgun, I just kind of du- duck and cover and shut up about it. And remember to never tease them about the show again. So Especially somebody that's near and dear to my heart that's also part of this show because, you know, One Piece is their love. So I, I, I can't. But um, let, let's move along and talk about a show that we all love, Sailor Moon. Yeah, so um, it looks like the latest Sailor Miu is going to be streaming globally. Um, so this, uh, for those that haven't been keeping up, is based off of the Sailor Moon S movie, mm-hmm. which is um, basically it's Luna's movie, The Lover of Princess Kaguya. And it's one of the first times that you actually get to see Luna as, you know, Luna in a musical, uh, but also you get to see human Luna in the musical. And uh, this actually started on September 3rd. The show was originally slated for last summer, but was postponed due to COVID. And this is actually um, pretty cool that the first show, which was the third, and the last show, which is the 12th, 
those performances are going to be live streamed through the Streaming Plus streaming service to audience in Japan. Later, it will be available to international audience through Globe Coding. Globe Coding introduces itself on its website as a high-quality internet video streaming service based on distribution technology and quality cultivated through live viewing video streaming for movie theaters and an understanding of on-site stage production environments. Uh, further details such as ticket prices and scheduling will be announced soon. Um, part of the dress rehearsal videos are actually available on the web mm -hmm. so i know that ichigo has posted the link for the article in the chat um, at the bottom of the article you will see a couple of uh, videos and that is the dress rehearsal um, and then it does give a very beautiful photo of all of the characters including human luna and you get all of the senshi Plus uh, Cat Luna, um, it's actually a really well done visually. So I'm looking forward to it actually being streamed, and mm, I'm kind same. of excited about that. I'm definitely looking forward to this. I I, I can't wait. Plus, I can plus you can watch it from the comfort of our home. Unlike the first time when we when we got up in cosplay and saw it in the theaters and like three and like what two feet of snow. Um, no, it was fandoms. Yeah, no, it it wasn't two feet of snow. It had snowed the day before. Right. Um, but having to take that trek to north, uh, to North Jersey sucked. Yeah. Because it was like one theater in all of the state that was showing it truck trek oh trek yeah. and if you think about it that that that's that's no different from a lot of times when like funimation or sony or puts an anime film in theaters new york city oh there are five different theaters that you can easily go to every other state one well occasionally I... you'll get lucky with the like the fandom events things? No, 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 no. I, I'm not talking about fandom events because most most anime films are not released through them. So, yeah, Funimation for the most part has a decent, I, I guess, repertoire of theaters in in their um, lineup. So I know that you know when I saw the DBZ movies in theaters, I was able to see them locally mm -hmm. um, seeing I went to go see the one piece movie um, that I was able to see locally. Um, but yeah, I mean that, that kind of stuff, they do have a lot more. It's this kind of stuff that's being subtitled from Japan, like straight from Japan. Those are the ones that it's like uh, one theater in the state. <laughs> if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. And now our last story of the night before we get into strange news from Japan. Um we we bring you some information about um director, actor, comedian Beat Takeshi. It seems that um he was at the Tokyo Broadcasting System TV station Saturday night. I guess he was there doing an interview or something like that, and somebody attacked him. We don't know with 
how he was attacked, but the person was carrying a pickaxe. And luckily, the police, I could, I'm assuming the police picked him, arrested the assailant right away. Holy crap. So for some of you who don't know, Beat Takeshi is also known as Takeshi Kitano. He has risen to prominence as both as an actor and a director in Japan, and has also served as a comedian and a television show host. Uh, Kitano has directed such films as Hanabi, Zatoichi, Boiling Point, Outrage, Ryuzo, and The Seven Henchmen. He starred in DreamWorks and Paramount's live-action Ghost in the Shell film. And back in 2016, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences extended an invitation to the director, and he more recently guest-starred in the final episode of the TV anime of Yuji Moritaka's and Keiji Adachi's Gurazeni baseball manga back in 2018. The French government awarded Kitano with the Legion of Honor, known as the Ordre National de la Légion d'Honneur, the highest French order of merit for military and civilian merits, back in October 2016. He then received uh, the Francis Commandor Decoration de Ordre des Arts et de Lettres, better known as the Order of Arts and Letters, in 2010. The Commandeur is the highest recognition in the Order of Arts and Letters, followed by the Officer and Chevalier. The Order of Arts and Letters honors individuals who have contributed in art, literature, and other areas. Now, here is something else uh, about Beat Takeshi. He also has hosted another popular show that we have watched on TV, but it was under a different name. In Japan, it was called Takeshi's Castle. In the U.S., yeah. it was called MXC. Most Extreme Elimination Challenge with yep. a hilarious gag dub. All of a mm -hmm. So, one way or another, we have all know, we've kind of know who Beat Takeshi is. I know him because he created a video game. Yeah, and I read up on that. It was like it got very poor ratings in Japan. It was, it was you know, strangely difficult for the and uh, obtuse just for the sake of being fucking weird. Like <laughs> you, you, you watch people's let's plays of it, and you, uh, you, it's pretty much you know, a, you know, one path to roll them all. You have to do everything in a certain sequence because you know, well, mm -hmm. the, the the most uh, famous. The, the review I've seen of it the most is the one Jontron did. And uh, when he got to the ending, he was so disappointed that he actually wrote a letter to Takeshi asking him, what the fuck? <laughs> did he get a response? Uh, no, the, the video ends there. Okay. All right. Now that we got that out of the way, we're going to talk. We're going to do the part of the show that y'all really look forward to. Meanwhile, in Japan. So let's see what we got here. I'll uh, take the fourth one. I will take the second one. I'll take... Oh, okay. Uh, I'll take the first one. All okay, right. So that means I have the third one? Yes, you do. Oh, goody. <laughs> All right, Ari, take it away. <laughs> A man fakes being Vietnamese to get out while pointing a knife at a convenience store worker to rob her. One night this past May, a man dressed in a ski cap, mask, and a leather jacket walked into a family mart in the town of Kenny Aichi Prefecture. 
He walked up to the register where the store's 27-year-old manager was working, pointed a knife, and said, I'm Vietnamese. Money. Money. The attempt was unsuccessful, with the man running away without detaining any cash, and the manager, thankfully, unharmed. Still, no one likes getting, you know, a, a knife waved at him while they're just trying to do mm-hmm. their job. And following an investigation, the police have caught the would-be robber, a 21-year-old man named Yuto Watanabe, who was admitted to the charges. He's not actually Vietnamese. He's a Japanese. He's a Japanese citizen. Apparently, thought that declaring himself to be Vietnamese, he could throw any post-robbery investigation off his tracks. Mm. It was it's deplorable and even more poorly implemented. While there are, of course, cultural differences between people of different nations, nowhere on earth will you find a country whose people verbally announce their nationality when trying to knock over a convenience store. And in trying to sell his act, Watanabe used broken Japanese in order to make himself sound less like a native speaker. The unnatural use of the jibun instead of watashi to mean I is often seen in entertainment media to make a speaker sound more foreign, since the exact reason watashi is more natural is this case is a matter of somewhat subtle nuance that's a little tricky to explain in concrete terms. That's Japanese honorifics for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, also the guy has two prior arrests on his record, one for a suspicion of burglary at a different Aichi convenience store because this guy's a fucking piece of work. Like, how do you come up with... Like, uh, the, this lack of logic is making my fucking, my brain hurt. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. You're just beating their keyboard like they, like it owes them money. Uh, well, I have something typed that I need to backspace over, and it won't let me. Oh. I, I have a new keyboard coming on Monday. Uh, okay. Hope it's not by the same brand. Um, no, it's, it's a cheap, well, this is Logitech, and considering yeah. you gave it to me when you built my first computer, um, so you owned it, and then I've owned it for a good seven or eight years now. The fact that um, it was still working, you know. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it, it's finally completely dying, but no, I, I found just a cheap one, um on Amazon because I don't really use it. Once I actually can, you know, start using it regularly, I might get a different one, but mm-hmm. I was yeah. going to say, if I was like, if and when it comes time for me to upgrade mine, I can give you my old one. It still works really well. Oh, thank you. But no, I, I kind of want to get a nice one that'll match with my theme. So she wants. So, in other words, you want a nice RGB one with green backlit letters. Yes. See, the yeah, one that she wants just mono, like monochrome, like a virtual boy. Yeah, the, the one I'm getting kind of is light up, but I, yeah. <laughs> it's cheap though, so I know it's not going to last me. You'll have to link me to it later. Okay. All right. So next up is a man attempts to rob a store. With a lighter. What the hell, people? 
With guns being extremely hard to come by in Japan, armed robbers are usually here to resort to large kitchen knives for intimidating store staff into handing over money. But for some reason, some of them apparently can't even get their hands on one and have to be very creative, such as using, uh, I don't know, nose hair clippers. Yes, that actually happened. But what happened was Tomoharu Nakamura of Sapporo, Hokkaido, may have taken the cake for most observed robbery weapon. The 41-year-old was arrested on multiple charges in addition to attempted robbery with a lighter. You heard me. The incident occurred at 3.30 on August 21st at a convenience store in Kyoto Ward. Nakamura allegedly entered the store, clicked on his lighter, and pointed it at the manager, saying, Out with the money or I'll light you up. At this point, I would have looked over, blinked, and just went, you know? <laughs> Since the manager was not a scarecrow, he took the calculated risk of not giving in to Nakamura's demands and instead ran into the back room and called police. Also, since it was middle of the afternoon, there were several customers inside the store at the time, but they too quickly fled the scene despite the risk of getting mildly singed in the process. The police quickly arrived, causing Nakamura to turn, on, turn his lighter on them instead. Are you serious right now? Luckily, the officers, too, had faith in their own non-flammability and overcame the assailant to make the arrest. In custody, Nakamura reportedly admitted to trying to rob the store, but he was also charged with assaulting a police officer, obstructing police business, and possibly damage to the property as the store's walls got banged up during the entire incident. And so, ended an incredibly poorly thought-out robbery attempt. Netizens abound with all the potential ways to foil the threat of a lighter, while others were just figuring out what he was trying to do. Comments such as, I would have said thanks and pulled out a cigarette. <laughs> the manager was probably frying food and had oil on him, so it could have been dangerous. Maybe he was trying to hypnotize the clerk. He couldn't even get an attempted arson charge. He just wanted to go to prison. It's said that usually around this time in Hokkaido, people out on the street will try to get poison sentences just to ride out the winter months. That would explain Nakamura's peculiar choice of weapon, but insulting the police, he wasn't just literally playing with fire and could end up with a much longer bid than he intended if that was indeed his goal. Without knowing his backstory, we can't be sure though. It's just as possible that he was a seasoned robber who got bored of the routine and decided to challenge himself. It's kind of like how people who master Resident Evil start playing through the entire game only using the knife. I, 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 I want the knife. Please. <laughs> also, can I just say one thing about uh, this happening in Japan? Yeah. If this was happening in like, like some poor schmuck in like some you know, low-rent Waba or something like this, they'd probably be like, they see the letter and be like, oh, you want to burn this fucker down too, huh? Yeah, I'm with you. This place sucks. Let's torch it. Mm. That's, wow. Or if it's like a retail, if it's a retail place in the mall, like some cell phone kiosk, they'd be like, fuck it. Yeah, I was going to say, like, just go full office space on it, pull the swing line stapler and mm -hmm. bounce and as Bob Coffey says, in America, that dude would have gotten a beat down on the quick. Yes, yes, he would have. If it was in some bodega in New York City, oh, God, he, there'd be nothing left of him sick, 
set the stain on the pavement. No, they would just been staring at him because most bodegas have the plexiglass up. So. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on. What else do we have here? Um. Oh my. Oh my. Oh my. Oh my. Oh my. Oh God. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Thirsty. Please don't. <laughs> During the hot summer, Japan's wide variety of drinks from vending machines is a godsend. They have everything, whether you're craving a can of dashi fish broth or drinking something out of a mayonnaise jar. One drink that you will not find in Japan's vending machine, however, is urine. Unfortunately, that's what nearly happened to one woman in Hyogo Prefecture's Kobe City on July 28th and August 2nd when she opened the office refrigerator to find her drink bottle had been tampered with by somebody putting pee into it. The woman regularly kept her drinks in the fridge, so when she went to get the bottle, she noticed that something was off about its color and smell. After reporting it to her company and having an inner office investigation carried out, it was found out that a man had been seen carrying around her bottle earlier. When questioned, the man confessed, saying that he did it because he liked her. The suspect in question was a 24-year-old unemployed man who had done temp work at the same company as the woman. His affections were one-sided, and after he was arrested under charges of stalking on August 27th, he was fired from his position. According to police, the suspect admitted to the charges, saying, I definitely put urine in her drink bottle. However, he also claims that he has no memory of August 2nd. Mm. Why he would admit to the crime on one day, but not the other, is not clear. But the one thing that we're thankful for is that on both days, the woman did not drink any of the liquid or put her mouth on the bottle. Uh, Japanese medicines were uniformly disgusted. I put drink bottles in my office's fridge, so I'm going to be careful from here on. I'm always shocked at the new level of depravity some peop- some guys are capable of. Um, I don't understand what he hoped would happen. Wasn't there someone who put their saliva in someone's drink too? Saliva, fecal matter giving out unwanted bodily fluids is unfortunately a thing that keeps happening. Let's hope that people who attend idol concerts begging them to spit water in their mouths can understand that. Usually, it's not something desired by other people. Well, now. I have seen some... I, I mean, you, you, you've got to understand something, though. I mean, we're talking about a culture that lovers are supposed to exchange their pubic hair as a form of affection. So, I, there's also been situations like White Day where girls will include their blood in the chocolate that they return to their quote-unquote crush. There's also just a lot of situations. It's not cool. And in the middle of a panini, especially not cool. Well, as Gina Brick once says, you're in luck then. <sighs> I guarantee if you if that woman had drank from that bottle, not knowing that the guy pissed in it, and later found out that he that he did, we would have been able to hear her scream from space. 
Well, I'm done. I, I, I got nothing more to say about that. Um, so we're gonna move on to something that is a continuation of stories that we've covered before. Mm. A little less creepy than piss in a bottle, uh, but still kind of creepy. Um, so for those who have been keeping up with our news about everything from love letters or little sister letters, all those kind of things, uh, to love letter vending machines... Uh, we bring you another love le- letter vending machine. In this time, uh, Japanese convenience store love letters vending machines prove that they really do sell everything. Oh, Rural fuck. convenience stores at anime holy sites offers canned coffee and bittersweet romance from same machine. The thing I guess they're already makes... selling pumpkin spice lattes, huh? <laughs> 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 makes Japanese convenience stores great is how they're really just like compact grocery stores. Takeout restaurants and general stores all rolled into one. Can attest. Do love them. Want to go back. Particularly in rural communities where they might be the only shop in the neighborhood. They need to be stocked with everything someone could need. Like food, toiletries, and in this case of one Nagano convenience store, even the love on the visit to Lake Kizaki in the town of Omachi, Japanese Twitter user Matsujin5213 stopped at a local branch of the Y-Shop convenience store chain, and the store has a short row of vending machines in its parking lot. For customers who don't want to bother with coming in or arrive after the store is closed for the day, in addition to canned coffees, soups, and sodas, though, the machine also sells love letters. The button for love letters is in the top of the vending machine, as you can view the images in the article we're sharing. And while this isn't the only vending machine in Japan that offers love letters, it does have a unique distinction in that the love letters are offered in the same machine alongside other more mundane products. The previous love letter vending machines we've seen have been capsule toy machines that sell love letters only, usually as part of a bank or other machine selling novelty goods. The Lake Kizaki Y-Shop, though, just has them mixed in with the rest of its vending machine lineup, in case someone is craving both a lemon squash soda and a love letter. The letters come with rolled up with a sticker seal, making them look authentically like something someone might leave in your school desk or on your cafe table. They're handwritten, too, and unrolling his, Matsujin 5213, found a surprising emotional message. The message read as follows. How are you doing these days? I never do anything for you, but you always give me all the selfish things I ask for. It feels like you're always right by me, watching over me. I finally began to feel happy where I am now, but I still think that I was happiest when we were together. You did so much to make me happy, so I hope I can make you happy in the next life. I hope we can both be happy until that time comes, and when it does, I hope you'll be with me again. So for now, I'll just say, I'll see you again someday. And so the Twitter user Matsujin retweeted that they really put a lot of effort in this and that it was a bittersweet story. While the concept of the love letter vending machine might not seem like something you'd only find in Tokyo's, while it does seem like something you'd only find in Tokyo's Akihabara or other otaku-oriented districts and neighborhoods, Omachi does have sentimental anime connection as Lake Kizaki served as the model for the setting um, of the romantic comedy Please Teacher, Onigai Teacher. That's a series I actually need to to watch. Yeah. 
Though the anime TV series ended all the way back in 2002, the late Kazuki Y-Shop still remembers the town's five minutes of anime fame, and the corner store still remains dedicated to Please Teacher and its sequel spinoff, Please Twins. Um, the impetus for the machine, though, isn't necessarily anime-related, and the store owner simply thought that getting a love letter makes people happy, and they thought that it would be nice if they could give people that feeling. It also mentions that a workshop of writers composes them. They started selling the letters three years ago, and the Twitter user stopped at the store specifically to buy one. Unfortunately, on the day he arrived, the machine was being repaired. He was able to purchase one directly from the staff, though, so if you find yourself looking for love in all the Lake Kizaki places, <laughs> uh, it seems like you can get your hands on a love letter if you're truly looking for one. Um, but yeah, so... It, and at the end of the article, it says, though he was able to purchase one directly from staff, showing that even when things look bleak, you should always believe in love. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and as Bond's double on 006. This is a nice reprisal from the usual letter stuff we've read on here. So as uh, Bond's double 006 says, so are we, so are we gonna, go, are we gonna go to Japan or no? I think we're going to go to Japan, but we will wait till they open the, um, the border because let's be real. The sheer number of weebs that were bu buying cheap tickets last year, thinking that they were going to go to Japan was just ridiculous. But I can picture a bunch of weebs at the airport singing the theme from Pokemon with their hands up in the air like it's live a and hopes that the Japanese government would let them in. But the problem, too, is that the Japanese government was kind of anti-vaccination, and a lot of the Japanese public is, too. So that's why they're having a lot of their um, COVID issues right now, because they have a lot of people in rural communities that still haven't been able to get the vaccine. And not only that, but also the whole, like, traveling situation. There are a lot of nations right now, even bordering in the area of Japan, that are, are having COVID uh, explosions. So... Uh, you know, I would say maybe 2025, 2026, uh, yeah. and then, and then you can probably make it back there. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of like the message that the, the store owner wants mm -hmm. to send. And one thing I want to hit, I want to touch on in the chat real quick before we, um, call it a show. Um, there's talk about now that Sony owns Crunchyroll and Funimation and licensing. The licensing and everything is still one and the same. Those anime distribution rights still fall under Crunchyroll and Sony and Funimation. Sony just sits there like, you know, no, no big deal. But there is talk of them creating a unified login that allow you to access both accounts or something along those lines. And I, which also would mean you may be looking at sort of like, since you have a subscription to both, you may be looking at a lower cost for having both um, subscriptions. So then again, I mean, hell, Sony has been rolling, um, I think, Crunchyroll into... Uh, their PlayStation Plus for like a few titles, and I know that Microsoft. If you have Live or Game Pass, you get like a like a two week trial to uh, Crunchyroll. They should talk to um, Crunchyroll and just be like, you know, let's just throw a subscription in there, or something like that. But you know, now that we got that all out the way, I think it's time that we go ahead and wrap up the show. Wouldn't y'all agree? Oh yes, very much so. Yeah, because we, we, we are we are past the point of no return. 
So if you like the show, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We're here for the fun of it and we tell you how it is if we like it or don't like it. So if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. And don't forget to check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where you will find uh, our anime reviews, convention reports, cosplayer interviews, cosplayer tips and tricks, editorials, a lot of other cool stuff, and links to our convention photos and videos and a lot more at AnimeJamSession.com. And also I want to say thanks for following us and supporting us, and you can continue to do so with our podcast. Just, you can search Anime Jam Session in Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, anything that you use for, for listening to podcasts, over 500 episodes, going back to the great, to the crazy, and all that, and then some. And what's cool is, some of these apps allow you to leave, like, a review, and we would appreciate it if you did. And don't forget to follow us on our social medias at YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. It's all Anime Jam Session. Follow us on our social media so you can see our convention photos, convention videos, uh, articles, when we're going live, and then some. And just so you know, if you have been following us on Facebook, uh, PoochieCon convention photos are available. So go and head on over and check them out. And PoochieCon convention videos will be up later this week. I am probably looking at maybe Friday for that. So we're going to go around the room. Last words, Ari. Uh, I got to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning for work again. Yay. Last words, Mako-chan. I am really looking forward to going to sleep now. Mm. Ichigo. Well, I will see you guys on Thursday, and if not, I'll see you next Tuesday. Have a good time, stay safe, stay well, and take care of yourself. Last words. I'm actually going to break down these boxes back here and then do something useful. Yeah. And don't forget, we really appreciate the subscriptions, uh, the bits. Uh, you can throw us a few dollars through our Streamlabs and Ko-Fi. Links are down below. And don't forget, it is September. Um, when you send a subscription out, you save 20% for yourself or to gift it to anybody. So we really appreciate that. So... I think that is it. I, I think we're going to get up on out of here. So, yeah. So, I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. I'm Makachan. And I'm Ichigogami. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. S- Bye. Say goodnight, Makachan. Goodnight, Makachan. That is perfect. That's awesome. We're getting out of here. Good night. See you all next week. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it! For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and vognetwork.com for more information about us and other programming.
जमा कराएं 